Good morning. And look what decided to show up and show its face. Friday. <laughs> Friday decided to show up at last. Been waiting for it all week. It's a shame, really, because you kind of wait for the weekend so much. You wish... Um, you wish that it was the weekend so much that you're almost wishing your life away. <laughs> but I do wish for the weekends all every week. Every Monday I think to myself, oh, only another week and then, you know, five days and we've get, got the weekend again. But it's because I don't see my children during the week very much. Obviously because they're at school, I'm at work. Um... And I love those two days where I get to spend all the time with them. Those those two days are my like my family days, and I really really enjoy them. Um, so uh, tomorrow uh, on a Saturday we are going, and it's very exciting. My son is absolutely so excited. Um, we are going to see uh, the Flying Scotsman. Now, what is the Flying Scotsman, I hear you cry? <laughs> it's a very famous steam engine. Very old, very, very old and very famous. <clears throat> and it lives in a museum now. However... Um, we would have to travel. I think it's, I think it's London that the train, uh, the museum is at. I don't know for sure, but wherever it is, we would have to travel if we wanted to see it. Um, but on Saturday, so tomorrow, it's going to be, it's going to, I think it's going, um, on a journey of some description and on its way, it is stopping at a station near us so we are going to go and see it so you can go and you can when it stops it's there for like people to look at and oh my son is so excited he loves old steam engines he really I mean, they both love trains both both boys but this Oh, I can't wait either. I really want to go and see it. So that is what we are doing tomorrow. That is my, um, yeah, my exciting, exciting thing to do tomorrow is to go and look at an old steam engine. <laughs> but it's exciting because it's the Flying Scotsman. It's so famous. So if you Google it, you'll know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's my, my day planned tomorrow. <clears throat> excuse me um and do you know what i'm loving this time of the morning this is my favorite time of day okay why because first of all it's really really quiet apart from the noise of the birds outside um and because i'm sat by an open window and the birds have food out in my garden. They kind of make a noise while they're feeding. So they are out there. But because the window is open, I can still hear them. So you might still hear them as well. Um, but there's no people around. Nobody in my house is awake yet. So that's nice. 
uh, no cars driving around. There's just nothing. The only noise is the sound of birds outside. That is it. Oh, so lovely and quiet. But not only that, right now is probably the coolest that it's going to be all day. <laughs> so, and you know that I hate the heat. So, um, right now, sitting by this window is probably the coolest I'm going to be for the entire day. So, how could I not love this time of the day? It's so nice out here. Um, I'm I'm sort of a little bit chilly, which is lovely. A little bit breezed. Oh, so nice. Anyway, anyway. Oh my goodness me. Um, right. The riddle from yesterday. Nobody sent me an answer. So, um, the riddle was uh, two people were playing chess and they both won. It wasn't a draw, they won. So how was that possible? Well, la, 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 la. they were playing different games. So one person was playing one person and the other was playing another person. There were two games going on. Oh, of course. <laughs> Um, right, so the riddle today is during which month do people sleep the least? Ooh, so think about all the reasons why you would sleep the least. I like this one. This one is quite good, actually. Quite good. Now, I have a joke for you, but... Um, I'm hoping that it will come across because my when my son told me the joke, he told me, um, and, and I could see what he was doing. So I'm going to have to try and say the joke. Okay, so um, the, <laughs> the Queen or the King of England always wave, and in fact, any of the royals always wave a certain way. Okay, so, and they always wave with a certain hand. So, my son stood in front of me waving um, his hand and said, why doesn't the king or any of the other royals wave with this hand and I thought he meant because either they waved with the left hand and he was waving with the right hand or something like that but if I'm sitting here waving my right hand why does the royal family not use or not wave with this hand it's a very complicated joke if you can't see it. Uh, so anyway, do you know the answer? Well, the answer is because it's my hand. 
uh, as I say, not the best, best joke when you can't see the hand I'm waving with. Uh, um, so there you go. Um, but I promised him that I would tell that joke. So I've told it and now there you go. Um, but if you want to tell that joke to somebody that you're standing in front of, then just wave a hand and say, why does the King of England not wave with this hand? And people will think the same as I did. So it's a good joke for you to use. Probably not on a podcast, though. <laughs> so do you want to know a fun fact? Well, it's one that you can try as well. So a typical human yawn. Oh, see, I only have to use the word yawn. Oh, and I'm off. Lasts for six seconds. So time them. Every time you yawn, give it a little, little time and see if that's correct. So you don't have to just... Do yours, time yours. You can time anybody else's as well. Probably not if you're just going to sit there and go one, two, because <laughs> people are going to wonder what you're doing. <laughs> but just time your yawns and see if that is true. Six seconds to yawn. I must say, since I found that out, I have been timing my yawns if I remember. And it is about right, actually. So, well, on mine. Oh, right. Oh, la, 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 la. We have Georgie. Um, you have sent an impossible question. You sent it the other day. And it says, how do animals know where they're going when they're underground brilliant question fantastic so here goes living underground is a great way to protect yourself from weather and predators you'd never get wet if you lived underground would you or the wind would never reach you from rabbits and gerbils to chipmunks and woodchucks more than 250 types of rodents dig burrows for sleeping or nesting, connected by subterranean tunnels. They are excellent engineers, but even they haven't figured out how to install lights or signs. <laughs> Some rodents, called mole rats, can barely see at all, yet... They somehow dig and then find their way around huge neighbourhoods underground in the darkest of dark. They can't afford to leave root finding up to luck because digging uses up to 3,400 times more energy. Wow. The moving about on the surface. Wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. So how do mole rats and other rodents make sure they're moving in the right direction? 
Could they be following sounds or smells? Or just remembering where they dug in the past? It's unlikely. These methods work best over short distances and the burrows of some mole rats are like mazes, twisting and turning through the soil for hundreds or even thousands of metres. A big clue comes from the long straight tunnels dug by silvery mole rats, which always run from north to south. So this suggests that mole rats can sense Earth's magnetic field and use it to help them find their way. So the next step towards answering this question will be to find out which part of a rodent's body acts as their built-in sat-nav, their very own sat-nav. <laughs> so other animals seem able to sense Earth's magnetic field too, including birds, fish, butterflies and termites. I mean, how awesome is that, that they have their own built-in sat-nav? Have you ever sat in the car? And thought, how does a sat-nav know where we're going? Well, it's kind of the same thing. But I think that is an absolutely brilliant question. So well done, you. Um, thank you, Georgie, because I it's not a question that I've ever thought of. But once you asked it, I thought, mm, I want to know the answer to that one as well. <laughs> so... Thank you very much. And we have um, the answer. We just need to know now which part of that body um, acts as the sat-nav. <laughs> anyway, you, that's just a, a wonderful question. So thank you very much. Oh, my goodness me. Right. Um what day is it, apart from being a wonderful Friday? <clears throat> Do you know what? I feel so sorry for this um, this day because it's the ugliest dog day. Aww. So do you have an ugly dog or is it just cute? Is there such a thing as an ugly dog? Oh, I think they're all probably quite cute in their own way, aren't they? But <clears throat> it is ugliest dog day. So there you go. Uh, also, fresh veggies day. Love fresh veggies. Um, because not only are they good for you, but they just taste so nice. What is your favourite vegetable? Um, I like most of them. The ones that I don't like... Um, but I, I'm, see, I do, I don't like some, 
as much as I like others, but I will still eat them. Um, I don't particularly like um, broad beans. However, I have pots full of broad beans out in my garden. They are growing well. Um, but my children love them. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> I do, however, love peas. And this year we've got peas growing in the garden. And I remember when I was a little girl that my um, auntie had uh, some peas and used to go out in the garden and pick them and eat them straight from the plant. So you just popped the pods. It was a most amazing thing to do. So if you've got peas growing, and they're very, very easy to grow, but if you grow some peas, try eating them just straight from the plant. Um, you just pop the pod. And that's such a, ooh, such a lovely noise as well if you pop it. Um, and then just scrape the peas out from the pod and then just eat them. Amazing. So, yeah, tell me what your favourite, um, what your favourite veggies are. Uh, I just like all sorts, absolutely all sorts. And I love putting them in with pasta um, and mixing them up and in some kind of pastry sauce. My favourite at the moment is the beet sauce, which makes the uh, pink unicorn pasta that I told you about yesterday. Um it's also National Fudge Day. Love fudge. All different flavoured fudges. <sighs> yummy, yummy, yum. So there you go. <laughs> um, right, I am going to read chapter 17 of Daisy and the Trouble with Coconuts. Now, if you remember from yet last time, she was just about to get into some trouble. So, she'd been allowed to go for a little wander because her nanny and grandpa, grampy were getting a bit tired. Mind you, I'd have got a bit tired of her by now as well. <laughs> anyway, um, chapter 17. <clears throat> the trouble with... Jasmine Smart, Nish de Bagwat, Colin Kettle, Barry Morley, Barry Morley's big brother and two of his friends, is they had all been to the fun fair the night before. And none of them had won on the coconuts either. Nishta had had ten goes and missed every time. Jasmine had had five goes and got really close. Colin and Barry had had 20 goes each. Plus, Barry had hit the same coconut two times in a row and both times the coconut hadn't fallen off. When I told them that the same thing had happened to me, Grampy and Nanny, no one was in the slightest bit surprised. Because do you know what Barry's big brother had told them? He told Barry, Nishta, Jasmine and Colin that the coconuts in the coconut shy at the fun fair will never 
ever fall off because they are stuck on with super strength coconut glue. And do you know what Barry's big brother's friends had told them as well? They had told them that the coconuts at the fun fair aren't just glued on. There are invisible force fields all around them too. <clears throat> I'd only ever seen invisible force fields in space films before. I never knew you could get them around coconuts. But according to Barry's big brother's friends, the coconut shy man had a secret force field gadget in his trouser pocket, which meant every time he saw you do a good throw, he would make you miss by clicking the button and turning a force field on around the coconut you had aimed at. Colin Kettle said that knocking off a glued-on coconut would be a really hard thing to do. And Nishta said knocking off a glued-on coconut with a force field around it would be totally impossible. Well, that made me get really cross all over again. In fact, it made me get so cross I wanted to scream and growl and stamp my feet all at the same time. Which is why I said I would help Barry, Colin, Nishta and Jasmine tell everyone at the whole fun fair what a swizz coconut shies are. Which is why I said I would join them in a really big coconut shy protest. Which is why I said I would meet them at the big wheel at four o'clock. Which... Isn't my fault. Chapter 18. The trouble with doing a protest is you're not really sure what a protest is going to be until you've actually done one. Barry said that his big brother had come up with a really good plan for a protest. And that he and his friends were going to give us all the things we needed to make it the best Funfair protest ever. All I had to do was be by the big wheel at four o'clock. The trouble with being by the big wheel at four o'clock is I was meant to be home by four o'clock, which meant I had to persuade Nanny and Grampy to stay a little longer. When Nanny looked at her watch and saw that it was quarter to four, she said that we really ought to be heading back to the car. But when I told her that the big wheel was the only ride I hadn't had a chance to go on, Grampy persuaded her to stay. Nanny and Grampy said that they were feeling a bit tired and they would find another bench to sit on and wave to me as I went round. Which was good, really, because I wasn't sure if they would want to join in our coconut-shy protest. When I got to the big wheel, Barry's big brother and his friends were sitting on the grass, smiling. Nishta, Jasmine, Colin and Barry were all waiting for me at the end of the queue. When I joined up with them, we all did a high-five together, and then Nishta gave me a piece of paper to hide under my T-shirt. Ah! <gasps> 
Barry told me it was my secret protest poster, but I wasn't allowed to take it out until I got the secret signal. Then Colin gave me something even more exciting. A tube of superglue. We've all got superglue and we've all got posters, whispered Nishta. Then they told me of the plan. Well, the trouble with plans is they sound really good until they go wrong. The first bit of our plan went really well because all we had to do was pay the big wheel man some money and wait for him to let us on. The third part of our plan went really well too. It was the second part that got us into trouble. As soon as the big wheel started to turn, Nishta pulled her poster out from under her T-shirt and held it above her head, just like she said she would. I'm a coconut, she shouted at the very top of her voice, which was the secret signal for Barry. I'm a coconut, he shouted, holding up his poster too, which was the secret signal for Jasmine. And then Colin and then me. By the time all five of us had shouted, I'm a coconut, we were right at the top of the big wheel, which meant everyone in the fun fair could see us. Oh, and hear us. Every time the big wheel went back down to the bottom, I waved as hard as I could to Nanny and Grampy. And every time the big wheel went back to the top, I shouted, I'm a coconut! as loud as I could, to everyone down below. It was brilliant! Uh, until the big wheel came to a stop. The trouble with big wheel stopping is everybody expects you to get off. Especially the big wheel man waiting at the bottom. Trouble is, getting off wasn't part of our plan. Staying on was. When the big wheel man asked Nishta to get off her seat, she shook her head and held her protest poster high up above her head. Then she began to sing. We shall not, we shall not be moved, which was a signal for us all to start singing. When we all started to sing, we shall not, we shall not be moved, Barry Morley's big brother and his friends started rolling all over the grass and laughing. The big wheel man didn't laugh, though. He got cross instead. Mostly, I think, because he had a long line of people queuing and he couldn't let them on unless we moved. Off the wheel now, he said to Nishta. I've got people waiting to get on. That's when Nishta told him that we had glued ourselves to our seats. The trouble with telling a big wheel man that you've glued yourself to your seat is at first he doesn't believe you. 
especially if it's five seats. Even Nanny and Grampies don't believe you. But when you show them your empty superglue tubes and try to stand up, they change their mind. Then they call the fire brigade. The trouble with calling the fire brigade is it takes quite a long time for them to arrive. Which meant I was now going to be even later getting home. Which meant Nanny and Grampy had to call my mum and tell her what I'd done as well. When the fireman arrived at the fun fair and found out that we were coconuts glued to our seats, they told Nanny that they were going to have to cut a hole in my new orange shorts. Oh dear. And my pants, <gasps> which was a bit embarrassing really, especially for Colin because he didn't have any pants on. It took the fireman about two hours to cut Nishta, Barry, Jasmine, Colin and me out of our seats. And after that, the big wheel had to be closed for repairs, which made the big wheel man go the same colour as my slush puppy. After he threatened to sue Nishta's mum and dad for loss of earnings, Nanny and Grampy went a bit of a funny colour too. Then they suggested we walk back to the car as quickly as we could. On the way, Grampy told me that we had been tricked into doing something very silly by Barry Morley's big brother and his big boy friends. That's why they were rolling all over the grass and laughing at us so much as we went round and round on the big wheel, which made me start growling all over again. Nanny said that big boys can be really immature sometimes and that from now on it might be better if me and my friends ignored anything we ever heard big boys say, especially big boy talk about coconuts glue and invisible force fields. When we got near to the coconut shy, I realised that Nanny and Grampy were right because just as we walked past, I saw an actual coconut being knocked off an actual stick by an actual wooden ball. When the boy who had thrown the ball turned round, put his shirt over his head and started running around like a footballer who had scored a goal, I nearly screamed. <sighs> because do you know who it was? Do you know who had won an actual coconut at the fun fair with one really good throw? It was Jack Beach Whistle. Of all the boys in the funfair, it had to be him. I was growling like a grizzly bear, crossed with a dinosaur by the time I got back to the car. Oh dear me.
And I bet she gets into so much trouble when she gets home. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, oh, possibly not a good thing, but quite a funny thing to do. Mm, kind of. <laughs> Mind you, I don't think I would think it quite so funny if it was my child that was stuck to the <laughs> stuck to the chair. Ugh. Never mind. It's not something that I hope it's not something that my children would do. Any old how. I hope you enjoyed that, that chapter. Um, we're nearly actually at the end of this um, Daisy book, which um, doesn't matter because I've got a new Daisy one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so any old how. I am going to go and get sorted for, uh, I was going to say sorted for bed, but no, possibly not. Sorted for work. I'm going to wake my children up. And you know what? Um, I'm still sitting by the window, still watching the birds, but it is, what time is it? It is quarter past six in the morning and it's already starting to get really hot. There's like blue sky, just blue sky, no clouds. Um, the uh, sun is really hot out there already. <clears throat> so um, at five o'clock, it was lovely and cool. Not so much now. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, right. You all have the best day ever. OK. And I will see you all again tomorrow make sure that you take care and stay safe okay i'll see you all again tomorrow bye for now